0: That in hip-hop, audio review, Bryson Tiller anniversary. Before we get into the review, um, just want to give you a little bit of background on Bryson Tiller. Um, he is from Louisville, Kentucky. I don't think
1: I've ever heard of an R&B singer or a hip-hop artist. When from I Louisville. when I found that out, I was like, that's only like a couple hours from Cincinnati. Like, I ain't yeah. usually, you know, I'll be on the radar for anybody who's making it that close to the, yeah. to the city. But uh, his... His career started back
0: in 2011 releasing the debut mixtape called titled uh Killer Instinct Volume 1.
2: I did not know that.
0: I did not know that either. I thought um his That's project time. It is. Uh I thought his project Trap Soul was his debut. Um obviously I would say probably major debut, but in terms of the first project put out was back in 2011. Um and his debut studio album which is trap soul debuted in October 2015 so that probably the reason why he called this one anniversary mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so that's the tie there um, and the second single exchange peaked at number 26 on the Hot Billboard 100 and earned him a Grammy nomination and don't which was the first single off of that album? Off of yeah, off of that debut album peaked at number thirteen on the Billboard yeah, Hot One. That was his.
1: It was yeah, that was his meal ticket out of Kentucky. <laughs> it was that was because I remember. Don't I remember when I think I saw Ti post Trap Soul like around the time where Don't was really bubbling and stuff like that? Because mm-hmm. I think Don't you know how those you know back in the not back in the day? Damn, it's not that old, but like during that time, like certain records would be out for a year or two before they mm-hmm. really pop. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like what that record was. It was.
0: It was. Because I remember the first time I heard or and or saw Bryson Tiller, um, I heard, like, it was, like, only two songs out off of Trap Soul, which were the two singles. And I'm like, yo, this shit is dope. Like, I'm ready for the project. And when the project actually dropped, I remember initially, I'm like, I wasn't feeling it. But over time, I'm like, yo, this is really fucking dope. Mm-hmm. And I like Bryson. I definitely think he has certain... Um like a lot of R&B singers of today's era I feel like their their vocals aren't always overpowering or very controlled like it, it's very he has he has very limited range. Mm-hmm. However, the beats and the subject matter can, you know, over Are you Specifically
1: you're talking about trap soul?
0: I'm just specifically talking about Bryson okay. Tiller, All the right. artist. Um and I think that trap soul allowed him to be comfortable but the music took you elsewhere. And then when he came out with the second album, uh, True to Self, I think that we had to question Bryson Tiller, the took, artist. Took a step back.
2: Took took y'all that long? Huh? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it sold well, though. It, because because of the hype of Trap Soul. Mm-hmm. You know, and it took him two years to drop that second project. And I think that everybody that got it, they were disappointed. And if you see, like now it took him three years. Um from that last project to this project. And I'm glad he took his time. I'm glad he took his time. I'm glad he called it what he called it because this reminded me of Trap Soul. It gave me that feel of, oh, okay, this is a new up-and-coming R&B artist that's still on his way up. The, the, that True to Life project just made it feel like, oh, man, he's he's here today, gone tomorrow. He's all over the place with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But this one brought it back. Mm-hmm. And this is where I thought that second album should have been. um And I think it's even interesting when you look at the album top, um covers, it's very similar to Trap Soul. He's just looking the opposite way and the cover is red versus blue now. You know what I'm saying? So I think that getting back to the roots of what made him popular and what people really loved... Is there and then even taking it a step further because, um, on Rambo on Trap, so he rapped, and that was one of the joints that I really liked uh, off of Trap. Soul. and on this one, things changed the way he was flowing and rapping on that. Shit, I was like, okay, your rapping has improved, the beat selection in the in the and sonically is back to a new sound, a new refreshing sound. And then he sounded comfortable and good on this project, man. So I didn't even know he dropped this. So if you wouldn't have said nothing, I wouldn't even have known that this was out,
2: to be honest. Yeah, wow. Yeah, same, I would have preferred to keep it that way.
1: (laughs) I knew Ken was in to with the disrespect. Ken, Ken just, he, he used to Marvin Gaye, and I'm like, these, ain't, these you ain't getting that no more, Ken. They gone, all right? They, that's, that era is gone. You need to re- <laughs>
2: resurrect the motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: hey, look, when Ken, when, uh, the fact that Ken don't like Weekend, there is no new R&B dude that he's going to well,
1: like. Well, because, because I understand his standpoint, even though it is it is an old man, get off my lawn shit. It's like, mm-hmm. I understand that you've seen better, or you've seen this done better. It's like when you look at Kobe, you would be like, I've seen Jordan.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. And and that's a good point because that was kind of some of my uh, reluctance to accept Kobe because I'm like, you're just a carbon copy of that motherfucker. But anyway, uh, here's what I will say. Um, First of all, Trap Soul was very gimmicky. (laughs) Um, Had to get
1: that off first.
2: (laughs) I think that's why people were drawn to it because it had that drake sound to it. Um, it was very trendy, very sounding, and I think that that's part to blame why he struggled with true to self. This he kind of returned back to the roots, but I felt like he added some extra stuff on top to kind of separate himself from a uh, trap soul, to where he's trying to kind of stick to what he does quote unquote best, but add some additional elements to it to make him more of a complete artist. And I and and I I'm saying that by the first couple of tracks years go by. Um well the first couple of tracks, years go by, always forever, I'm ready for you, things change. I think for me it started to really kind of uh catch my ear with timeless interludes. Sorrows was good. I liked the sound and the feel of that. Sorrows I didn't, was dope. Yeah, I didn't have to focus on his vocals or his singing. You just listen. When Bryson Tiller don't make me think about his singing We're good. But when I have to think about his singing, we got a problem.
1: I I agree with you 100% on that.
2: I think inhale was was a good follow to to that. And, you know, um, Out of Time is what it is. Um, But for the most part, I thought in terms of sound and some of the songs and stories he was telling, I I thought it closed well. And I was like, okay, there are are a couple of tracks on here that I think I could like, Um, just surface level listening. So I I I think that it's definitely a good um comeback album and I think it's fitting for him. I, I still don't care for him, but to be objective and kind of uh critique and analyze the album for what it is, you know, there's there's some promise here where he can do just enough to give what the young people like nowadays and um and to be able to sustain a career. He's like um He's like, y'all remember Bobby, Bobby Valentino?
1: Mm-hmm. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out. He's right, better man. than Bobby. Let he me... is nowhere
2: near better than Bobby.
1: Whoa. Well, better, I'm not talking he's about this the
2: generation's Bobby Valentino. Nah,
1: man. Come on. Yeah.
2: Yes, he is. He's
1: he's no slight to Bobby because Miss Officer is probably the best they do. Bobby had. <laughs> he helped Miss Officer be a hit that it is. Tiller, Bryson Tiller has more diversity with his sound than, than Bobby does. As far as, like, I can see Bryson Tiller lasting from 2015 to now versus Bobby was only, what, a two-year period as far as yeah, he maybe had one?
2: Hits. He had, yeah, he had a window, which most r singers do. And, and,
1: and, but
0: but here, here's the thing, though, Ken. I think that with a lot of these newer R&B guys, it, it's not underground because I put them, like, in the same category as black, um, where, where their sound isn't necessarily commercial. It's it could be played on the radio, but they're not killing the radio with their sound. It's a vibe. It's a vibe, and Bryson fits in that category. Like I think Drake does it sometimes, like especially like on um the last track on this, next to you, you know, what I'm saying like that 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 the fact that you have the sample so prominent um mm-hmm. in the beat but then you're singing over the damn sample like that type of stuff I, and I letting, feel that the beat do
1: have to work for exactly.
0: it exactly like, like 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 these no, guys- man
2: that see see when he when when he gets when he's underneath the beat when he's underneath the song and he's not as prominent i think that while it fits the vibe i just don't think that i don't think that's good for him but, <laughs> but you know but he I,
1: has to hide somewhere <laughs> That's why he was in Kentucky for so long. <laughs> but yeah, but Ken, like I,
0: I, I agree, but I don't agree at the same time. Like I, I agree, he does have to hide somewhere, and I think that again because he has limited range. Mm-hmm. It's like Aaliyah. Aaliyah had limited range, but it was a vibe. It was a, it was a style. It was a sound. It was something that. You know, as soon as you heard a Timberland beat, you was either expecting to hear Missy or Aaliyah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was kind of building an expectation. Yeah, I
2: know there's there's a, mis- a slight misconception because you had the Dells, the Dramatists, Marvin, Stevie, whatever. But then you had guys like Smokey. Smokey was kind of like a one-note singer, man, that falsetto shit. That's what he's going to do. He's going to give it to you smooth. You had the guy with the Temptations, uh, Eddie Kendricks. So, you know, he's going to give it to you, that smooth shit. I don't get the smoothness from him. Even, even, even going to the eighties with, with Keith sweat. Like I get the vibe. I don't get the smoothness to where that he's good enough to get away with what he's doing. it's like, it's part. It's, it's really part music. It's the song crafting and, and the writing and less him. 100%. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of the
0: R and B today is a lot like that. Like, a big reason for me loving Weekend, especially on those early albums, his, his singing—he has extraordinary range and control. Yeah, he, he has vocal He ability. has, vocal, he ability. has more vo-
2: vocal ability. But than a me.
0: lot of the reason why people that love Weekend love Weekend is because of the beats and the and the vibe that he generates. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm saying like this type of R and B. It isn't commercial. It, it's, I think... I don't, I don't have the proper word. I don't I, have the
1: sub-genre for it. Let me, let, me, let me just see if I can describe it and see if y'all fuck with it. You know how Future or, like, how Young Thug can... Their voice is a, an instrumentation Instrument. around mm-hmm. the beat. That's why I feel like R&B singers or whatever you want to call them are these days. Like, you don't need to be extra. You just need to fit around it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, this... This shirt is a medium. You just got to work out and fit into this shirt. Once mm-hmm. you do that, you good. If you try to, you know what I'm saying? If you too big for it, it's going to stick out. Motherfucker's mm-hmm. going to notice all mm-hmm. that, you know, all mm-hmm. your flaws. So I think with Bryson, with this project, what I appreciated was the fact that he went back to his usual self. He found out this is my pocket. Mm-hmm. Before I even tried to experiment, because I think this is a part one before he's dropping something else later on this year. Oh, really? Yeah. but. Before I give you something different that or maybe different, let me remind you who I am first. So it's kind of like that Jay-Z line, you know what I'm saying, allow mm-hmm. me to reintroduce myself. Mm-hmm. It's like the anniversary of what I'm reminding you why you love me. And on top of that, I'm still thinking about all the shit y'all been saying. Cause he starts off this track with uh with someone um narrating. Years go by. Yeah, narrating and saying, like, bro, if you wait five years, you ain't you probably ain't even gonna be in it no more. And I like how he's honest with his creati- uh creativity and and how he the struggles he's went through yeah. as far as like trying to either top. He's self-aware. Self-aware. He's and, super self-aware. Yeah. And I think that that lends
0: itself to this project because sometimes people just try to skate over it. Oh, well, you know, I'm still the man. Like, nah, nigga. Uh, don't don't say that, that excuse like this album was for me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think he's just, I think he's, I, he knows that fucking second album. But,
1: but for me, that the first track, I don't even really like it that much because I don't think Bryson is good at on bouncy shit. I think Bryson is good as far as like how you were saying Ken where it's like he is like him and the beat are almost unanimous like mm-hmm. like in sync and f- but to me like the the best part of this uh I don't even know if you want to call the album or an EP is from 4 to 7 from things change all the way down to inhale that's a good one. I like I like always forever but I'm ready for you was kind of uh, um the Drake song was eh. Uh, I could I was expecting a little bit more, but I loved how he closed out the album with the last two tracks, because uh, that's what I, that's why I, that's kind of what I'm really into now these days as far as when you do short projects, how do you start? How do you close? Because that's all mm-hmm. that really matters. You can have the hits in between or whatever, but if I have to listen through and through, if I have to skip around and I can't listen through and through with just ten tracks, then you probably ain't that good of an artist. But I, I did like how he, even though I didn't care for the first track that much, always forever was dope. Um, but from four to seven, he had like that. That second half of things change, where it it, it goes mm-hmm. a little bit more into that R and B realm mm-hmm. again. Like I and that beat, I loved how he called, mm-hmm. like that. I just love that that song. Sorrows is a hit. Sorrows is a hit. Yeah. And then like you said, Ken, the way he followed up with Inhale, like that was beautiful. I love how sequencing can can mm-hmm. can yep. really sequencing yep. can really improve an album that people don't like. Yep. I think my generation and maybe even younger don't realize. It. You see the uh, certain artists do it well, like a Travis Scott. When it comes to Astro World, like the sequencing, mm-hmm. but if you don't do it right, you are just throwing a bunch of songs together, it can fuck up the whole. Kendrick, album. Kendrick, I think we, we we gotta put Kendrick up there in yeah, yeah, terms of yeah. sequencing
0: because but it's, the but way you, he but makes look, his but albums.
1: You, but you only go on to rappers when you think about it. For the most part, you hardly ever think he, of an R and B singer that sequence that well these days. One hundred percent. To me, Weekend is one of the best sequencers in the game, especially after After Hours. After but Hours it made sense.
2: He's, he's like a hybrid. Yeah, he you is. know So he's sequencing with. With, I can see and playing a part in what it does.
1: Yep. What did y'all think about the, the Drake song?
2: We'll be back after this quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: To your happy place For a happy price Go to your happy price Priceline cool. Do you think Drake was needed on this project? No? no,
2: absolutely not. No,
0: because because you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't come out as like a big enough hit for it to quantify having You know what Drake
2: it sounded it. like? It sounded like a favor. It sounded like Drake did him a favor. I, I, I read,
1: I was reading up on this on Complex. I believe there was an interview, um, and Bryson talked about him and Drake have been, they've done records together before this never came out. I think he was originally supposed to be on Trap Soul mm-hmm. on either Don't, and there was another record, but it didn't happen. And then I think in between, then they were just communicating, trying to figure out something. Um, and this is the first time we're hearing something. Mm. Um, I think there's more to come. But like mm. you said, Ken, this is one of the first legit children of Drake. Like when it comes to, sonically, and, you know... Sing rapping and all that. You know what I'm saying? He mostly... I mean, I don't even know who's a better singer between them two, but I know Drake can do his thing better because he got a whole machine behind him. I think Bryson is a little... He does have a machine. He signed to RCA, but usually RCA, they let their artists cook. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, it's good, bad, or ugly. But I think with this record, I was just kind of like... I can see the Drake appeal. Like, people are gonna... That's probably gonna be the most streamed song on this project, but... These days I could you could, you kind of see that Drake is getting into that era where he kind of mails it in sometimes. And do I need to say it? Don't, don't say, it. say it. It right, ain't it ain't, right, it ain't that. Right. It ain't that, but I can tell like right. he's getting into that Wayne. Remember when Wayne was hot and everything he was on his fire and then he got to that level where he was just like, Done. "I'm Wayne, so it, it don't really matter."
2: matter. Yep. Okay. But for his
1: shit, he going to do it. But for yeah. everybody else, he'll get. It depends. You it depends on, it. on who you are. I don't know.
2: I ain't gonna say cause it if it, I, I if I, I was know. if
1: I was tilling, I heard that from Drake. I was like, you know, you can keep that. <laughs> we going I'll, I'll get you on the next one. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but I, I, it was lackluster. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I I
2: think that I hear something here. Um, what I liked is that while he went back to what he was doing before it was different. So there's some growth here. And I think he, it feels like he's kind of found a little bit of what he wants to do as an artist in terms of mixing in that kind of like a, a Neo new Jack swing sort of thing, just in this era where it's the midst of R and B and rap. Um, just like just highly, highly transformed, uh, for the, for the, for this decade. And, um, but I think just even even like the little bop and stuff, like I think he can do that with some I don't think he just needs to overdo it um, because those songs didn't bother me. Things, years ago, by, always, forever. I think they were just a good way to kick off the album, just kind of introduce people to what would, I guess, Pretty much be the foundation, which is like you said, four to seven,
1: and it's a, and it's a mood switcher too. Like mm-hmm. I don't want I want people to be able to play this almost a little bit anywhere at any time. Yep. So I got to give you some mood switchers. I understand. I just know what he does best, and I just like. What well, is
2: like Jodeci? Jodeci's first album, like back in the day, they used to side A, side B. Side B was all rap. I mean, all singing, all ballads. Side B was all ballads. The first, wait, hold on. It was it would vary, but one side would be ballads. One side will be all up tempo tracks. You rarely listen to the up tempo tracks. You always listen to the ballads. That's kind of what we have here. I also think that and CC, I'm talking good about Bryson, y'all. I think that <laughs> Don't give yourself a, <laughs>
1: a pat on the back.
2: <laughs> I think that having it 31 minutes was a
1: solid idea. I, w- I was just about to mention as less far room as for error. The best, the, the biggest difference between trap soul and true to self isn't really the quality. It's the quantity of songs. I do not... There's very rarely I want 19 tracks from an artist, mm-hmm. let alone Bryson Tiller. Because I know <laughs> short albums, for, especially for R&B singers, usually is the best route to go. Because you ain't really got that much shit to say. Because he, I just looked at his age. The nigga, uh, he, he about the same age as me. He looked a couple months older. So even though he's got two kids, and of course he's lived a life that I haven't lived, as far as subject matter, like you mentioned... He had to he had to go back to his old ways to get me back in. Mm-hmm. So that means, as far as subject matter, you still got a lot of ways to go, which is a good thing yeah. because you know you still want your artist to grow. But at the same time, in five years, you only grown enough to re-release or to anniversary, mm-hmm. like to do an anniversary album. Well, I think I think that artists need
0: to sometimes figure out a lane, right? And and, and, and you know I always talk in, in sports parables, but sometimes like I feel like he's like Zach Levine he can score a lot of points. He's really good on a bad team, but when are you going to ascend? You know what I'm saying? Like he's still establishing himself. Bryson Tiller is still establishing himself in the game. You know, Great. really? You think so? I think so. I,
1: I, I mean, he's got I hit records. A,
2: but Hit records don't mean you're established.
0: What,
1: but what established. makes you established then?
2: Well, what I, I, I agree with FIFO. Um, only, but what I will add to what he's saying, or counter slightly what he's saying, is that he definitely has a rabbit fan base. Mm-hmm. So the kids love him, but in terms of being like a a, a staple in the industry, he's not. He's there. not there. Yeah, no, no, I give you that. He's Not there.
1: That, but I, but that's what I'm saying.
2: Like, Underground cult following, the, sort of exactly, that. Sort of thing with him.
0: Exactly. And, and what I mean by like still establishing himself, what is Tiller sound? Because before this project, that was a big question mark. This kind of reestablishes the level of consistency. Now that you know the next project you say he's possibly dropping this year, is it going to be on par with this? If it's on par with this, all right, cool. Now, now, now he's gaining traction in terms of the consistency aspect. Then from there is how do you grow? Mm-hmm. Is that next project gonna be just like this and trap soul? Is this the only thing that's you could do? That's you know what, what I'm saying. Yeah. So 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 it, there's steps to this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta come out and be consistent. You gotta give me a reason to love you and fuck with you because every time I see you drop a project, I know what I'm gonna get. And then we get to a point where oh, you're talking about slightly different shit. You're maturing. You're growing. Oh, your beat selection and shit is different. You're growing, and and and, and I think that that's that that trajectory is always interesting because it's never the same with every artist. Yeah. So with Bryson, I'm interested, re interested now because okay, now you're back to the sound I fuck with. You brought me back in. Now, is this next project you gonna lose me again? Or am I still gonna be connected?
2: To your point, even though I don't fuck with this new version of Weekend, but what he was able to do is use that to establish himself. He was very he's, much light price.
1: A lot of people yeah. say that about weekend though, like because he's I, more pop now. He is, but I I guess he I can't really yeah. argue is, that, bro. I'm not I'm not gonna argue that he's not pop, yeah. but his subject matter is still
0: dark as hell. No, 100 percent But see, but 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 he's even grown in his subject matter because in his subject matter, he's experienced love. He's trying to, he has tried to be the good guy and that shit just don't work. You know what I'm saying? At least for him and his storyline. But he's been able to, little by little, open me up to being okay with listening to a pop album now. I wouldn't listen, if this was Weekend's first album, this last joint that came out, I wouldn't have been a Weekend fan. But because- Because he, you grew with him. Because I grew with them. I'm not leaving weekend.
2: And the thing with Bryson is, true to self, he tried to grow too fast.
0: 100%. Yeah. You try to so. change way too quick. You try to grow up. Well, can't put it the best way. Because, because you, have to, you have to cultivate. You got to be able to grow that fan base. So that way that fan base will move with you. Because if you just get a quick fan base like that, there's no way that they're going to pivot with you. Mm. There's no equity there. Yeah. There's no equity. It's fast food at that. It's point. It's fast food. I don't know if this is a restaurant I need to sit in. It. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm interested to see where Bryson goes from here because I think he's re-energized and reinvigorated his fan base. But now, okay, cool. Now, 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 now you're winning us back. What's his next project going to be? Where are you going to go from now?
2: And where where are the hits? Yep. Yeah, I said he don't don't was a hit. You know, don't no ex- hits, can on he found really? another hit?
1: Well, well don't exchange. Mm-hmm. I'm just naming all the hits that I can. Don't exchange the the record with Rihanna and, and DJ Khaled. He can still. I mean, he was a writer on it, so he can still perform that at least his part. And then, wh- what's what? the
2: one that uh, Timberland produced? But are they this? on any on here? So that that's kind of like you had hits. Yeah, the out of time could hits. be a hit. But, but that's that's that's, that's that a, will that's, only be Drake. But that's just because of Drake. Yeah, yep. because of Drake. But yep. but,
0: here, but here's the thing though. I think that even though this one doesn't have hits like that, this is a good comeback. This is a good way to be like,
2: hey. And that's you know, why we'll about be me. looking at the second project. But I think Sorrows could be one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. But yeah. that's but it will have to be. But he that will be an icing on the cake, right? Yeah, it will be the,
2: it will be the second single. It won't be
1: the first. That Drake one no, would be the first. No, I'm saying like Sorrows could be, if it's a natural hit, he'll definitely take that. But I think, he, I think he's saving the hits for the Serenity album. You know what I mean? I, like well, the that album coming up. Because he kind of mentions like, oh, if y'all like this, wait till like, okay, well, catch me on the next one. We'll see. Oh, shit. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, shit, he's an artist. He got to market mean, himself I mean, somehow, I, somewhere. I mean, like, I
2: know. I know. But shit, you know. Um <laughs> But no, nah, I think if it's it like, especially with the fall, winter season coming, you put Sorrows out, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. if you, if and that's you package it the right way,
1: man. And then cool he come out shit. around that time. Then when did Trap Soul drop? Was that a fall? 2015, yeah, October. Yeah, he's a. He, there's certain artists that should yep. come out like spring, I, summer, fall. He's a fall. Yeah. He's a fall artist. At least for me, when I when I listen to like Grisel, Griselda projects, those all sound like wintertime. Yep. Hoodie, like, hoodie season. Like, like, yeah, like you can listen to whenever, but like it hits harder when you like. Yep. When you got some sharp type of chip on your shoulder right, while well, you gotta go through something. To me, Tiller, like you said, like it's cuffing season. Yep. He's a cuffing season artist. Yep. Well, this hey. should
2: be like all over college campuses. Yes. You know, you can you can play it around your girl because they got a little mm-hmm. something they could dance to and bob the head and then they smooth this stuff out so you can get a little close and this is why <laughs> this is why this type you of you, music is in the thing. <laughs>
0: This is why this music bumps in the whip, because this is the type of music you play with your lady friend. So if you got a new girl, your wife, your side chick, whoever, you know, whoever you talking to at the at the moment, you play this in the car, I guarantee you you're gonna have a good night.
1: Isn't that why men listen to R&B anyway? If you you damn ladies. right.
0: Cause, cause you gotta set the mood. Like, cause here's the thing. Even if your chick loves Griselda. Griselda ain't, ain't going to get her in that vibe.
1: Uh, if you do, you messing with yeah, some type yeah, of hey, thoroughbred, I'm boy. Saying, <laughs>
0: I'm like. saying Wu-Tang move the needle, bro. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not <laughs> saying it, though. <laughs> Y'all are to check your neck? Hey, man, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it, though. I'm just saying it because, you know, we, really, women are particular. Yeah. Some women, that shit'll move Some can. But, but the ma- overwhelming majority, As you get you older, this her,
1: you're you good, bro. You yeah. are good.
2: It's, so. it's, yeah, it's always a mood setter. When you put that R&B on, they know what's up. Mm-hmm. They already
1: know what's mm-hmm. up, man.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they be like, all right, it's, it's time. You know, you start talking like Barry White and shit, like, yeah, yeah baby. It's time. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: overall, what uh, favorite tracks? Uh, Favorite tracks for me, give me Always Forever, give me Things change; give me Timeless Interlude, give me Sorrows, Inhale Next to You.
1: Yeah, for me it's uh from again, things change, timeless sorrows, inhale, and I'll I'll do keep doing what you're doing.
2: Yeah, I'll uh, surprisingly, folks, uh Timeless interlude, sorrows, inhale, and that's to you.
0: Bad, bad.
2: Yeah, man, Bryson, bro, hey,
0: I I, I want some more shit. And if you're talking about your know, next shit like is 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 crack compared to this, I'm here for it. Well, we appreciate y'all listening, man. That ain't hip-hop audio review. that come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. I know we've been backed up. Not sure when this is going to come out. But if you're listening to it, we appreciate you. Make sure you follow the feed. Support everything that in hip-hop. We got a Patreon for Is The Mic Salon. If you didn't know, so go over there and check it out. Uh, it's your boy FIFO, KBN's, And the person you heard was Mr. A.K.A., Mr. Disrespect. your mama's baby daddy. Um, so we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.